Good morning. Good morning. Ha, ah, there's Alison. Morning to you, Alison. Good to see you. Morning, crew. Morning, team. Uh, Thursday, the 2nd of September. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. <coughs> Bit on the croaky side today. Been quite uh, windy up here where we hang out. And the other day, they were back burning all around the hills and the smoky and gnarly and uh, a little bit uh, on the croaky side. So uh, excuse me if I do a few little sniffles or coughs this morning, but uh, other than that, I'm all right. Hopefully you are well, wherever you are. Good to see a bunch of the regulars jumping on. Aaron, Alina, James, Michelle, good morning. Jimmy, Linda, Grace, Trent, Shah. Fantastic to have you guys. Uh, on uh, the regulars, always great to have you here. Uh, if anyone's new, Jason Witten is my name. Give us a shout out in the chat. Say new. Graham and Trent and Sharp, good to see you guys. Uh, been property investing over 20 years, coaching property investors two th- since 2003 across Australia and New Zealand. And uh, along the way, learn a few things. Learn a few things. And uh, each Day around about 8.05. 8.05 is the number. We try to do it about 8.05, but um, yeah, try to catch up with uh, a few crew and have a bit of a chat on a Wealth Coffee chat in the mornings. Uh, Just so you guys know, they are available in a podcast as well. So you can, if you miss them, you can rewatch them on YouTube, Facebook if you can find them. Usually the feed just, you know, disappears or... You can subscribe on iTunes and um, what's the other one? Spotify. Spotify is actually a bit easier, um, I find myself. Uh, I don't know about you. Anyway, there you go. So I hope you're well. hope you're doing whatever you're doing well and, and happily today. Today I wanted to talk to you about some of these, some of these older assumptions we have uh, about the ideas of location, location, location. Best house, worst street. And Sam brought this up the other night. Um, is the sound off? Uh, you guys, can you guys hear me? Give us a shout out if you can hear me or you can't hear me. Um, Simon, I, all the sound seems to be working at my end. Hopefully it's coming out at your end. Uh, let's see how we go here. Um, let me know, team. Let me know. All good. Okay, cool. Simon, it might be a bit of a challenge at your end, mate. Happy days. Um, everyone's giving me the thumbs up here. Phew. It's always <laughs> it's always interesting working with live stream stuff. Um, yeah, you never know which bits are working and which bits aren't. But anyway, we're on track, so thanks for, for the shout-out, team. All right, so listen, the idea that these old uh, old adages, uh, I think they might be old sayings, whatever, whatever they might be called in the real estate game, don't always hold true. The idea that location, location, location uh, is still is still reasonable, <coughs> excuse me, but right now what we're seeing is something very interesting in the market because uh, what we are seeing in the property um, growth movement at the moment is in the east coast of Australia especially, especially the east coast of Australia, what we are seeing um, – which is Canberra, which is 
um, Brisbane, which is Melbourne, which is Sydney, so all of the east coast uh, of Australia, uh, and even Adelaide, all the way to Adelaide, we're seeing a top-down boom go on, top-down growth pattern go on. And Sam showed this the other day when it came to what's happening in the marketplace. So let's dive in and have a bit of a chat because there's some conflicting info flying around at the moment and uh, I want to sort of maybe talk about what that might look like. So worst house, best street at the moment, at the moment, team, this cycle, that's actually not working at all. It's the best house in the best street uh, is actually doing the best. Let's, Let's cut to the chase. And let's have a look at what. So I don't know if you guys remember, I saw this the other night, some really interesting statistics going, all right, what's going on in the marketplace? Which end of the market is leading the charge, the capital growth charge in the place right now? And used to be, used to be, you know, I've been through this one before. <clears throat> you buy a, you buy sort of at the middle of the bottom of the market and the bottom rises really well and, you know, Etc. Etc. But at the moment, uh, it's the top end of the market, especially on the east coast, as we were just saying. The seventy fifth percentile, Sydney, more expensive houses rose faster, nine point three percent. Melbourne, more expensive. Brisbane, more expensive. Adelaide, more expensive. Canberra, <coughs> more expensive. Um, as we go. So they all were led from the top end of the market team. They, they were all led from the top end of the market. Um, and let's have a bit of a look at these ones, which were uh, Darwin. Okay, Darwin was led from the bottom of the market. Uh, where is it? Oh, so down here. I'll rub that out. Darwin led from the bottom of the market. Hobart led from the bottom of the market. Uh, and Perth led from the bottom of the market. And so interesting when we think about this and we go, so, okay, as property investors, what does this mean to us? How does that, what, you know, where are we sitting? What does that, what, what indications are we getting on this? And how can we use that information to our advantage as we go along? But you, so tell me right now, team, what do you think, what do you think's happening uh, on the East Coast? of Australia when it comes to this phenomenon uh, right now. Give us a shout out in the chat, uh, maybe pontificate this morning. What do you think's making people buy better or more expensive properties right now on the east coast of Australia? Um, I've got my thoughts on this one as we roll along, but uh, I'd love to hear what you guys have got to say in the chat. So I'm going to have a quick sip of my coffee Maybe just chuck one or two words in the chat just to quickly, what do you think might be driving that right now? So um, let me know. Let me know. I'm going to have a sip of my coffee. Dane is on it. I reckon it's low interest rates too, Dane. Yep, I reckon you're right. Low interest rates. All right, low interest rates right now. For me, I think that that is probably the number one driving factor <coughs> um, where, uh, where we have its... Yeah, there could be some stay-at-home issues for sure. Um, people are saying, well, bugger it. I want to stay, live where I am. Uh, I want to work where I live, uh, and I'm, I'm going to upgrade my home, uh, which is fabulous. The, the mechanism right now that I believe is allowing this 
is low interest rates, okay, low interest rates. Um, because what has happened, we've had a borrowing, uh, a borrowing boom, team, a borrowing boom, right, which leads, you know, tell me. Now, for all of you guys, we understand, you know, price, um, price to value ratios when it comes to us and building our property portfolios. Um, but, you know, do you think, tell me this, do you think, um, you know, an owner-occupier is as astute or emotionally capable of walking away from a deal if, they, um, if they're going to miss out? And what is happening is we've had low interest rates coupled with um, low supply, low supply, and people are being paying more for nicer properties, okay? So why wouldn't you? Now, tell me this. <clears throat> you know, if you're, if you're buying power, if you're buying ability, you, you were just sitting there, you know, when you go one moment you can buy a $600,000 property because that's what you could afford, and then the next minute, next minute, um, interest rates drop 2%, and your buying power goes from six hundred to eight hundred thousand dollars for a house. Tell me this. Tell me this, team. Are you going to go? Oh, well. Do you know what? I'll just buy a six hundred thousand dollar house now. Thanks. What do you think is going to happen? Tell me. So that's what happens. All right. So everyone is able to afford a better property, and people want to live in better properties. So right now, what we believe is happening is the flight to quality to quality is leading the charge, all right? And Sam's been saying this flight to quality for ages, the idea that live, work, play, you know, health, um, you know, uh, ability to um, live in a 20-minute neighbourhood and so on is being so, so important for the millennial generation. The baby boomers, you know, live 100 miles away from the city, are used to driving and traffic. You know, they've just resigned themselves to that concept. But the next generation of highly um, aware, um, very demanding homeowners uh, aren't wanting, you know, the piece of rubbish property in Nowheresville. They don't. They, don't, they, won't, they won't settle for that team. Uh, and, and there's a big change coming through that demographic right now, and we're seeing it. We're seeing it. I don't know, what's happening in Perth, Hobart, and Darwin? What's happening in Perth, Hobart, and Darwin? Well, let's have a little look at the supply chain in those cities. And, you know, for the most part, uh, certainly Hobart um, and uh, Darwin and Perth, their wages might be playing a part in this too. So, you know, certainly I think, when it comes to Hobart, you've got low wages in Hobart. And have a look at this down here. I don't know if you can see this. I'm going to zoom in a bit. All right. Um, this was the total listings. So that the um, this just came out a few days ago. The number of properties on the market um, being listed for sale. And you have a look at Hobart. It's just insane. Insane. All right, so there's one, you know, like check it out. You know, there's not that many properties 
1,160 properties. <coughs> Excuse me. There's probably a few more floating around, you know, in, in nooks and crannies. But the total listings are just, like, down, all right? And so not, nothing to buy down there. Um, investors are diving in and investors, you know, unfortunately like to buy in the bottom end of the market um, and so on. So we try and make some sense of what's going on when it comes to Hobart and Darwin. You know, there's a low, there's low listing volumes in these cities, okay? Um, and we have a look at Perth uh, and again, you know, we try and make some sense of Perth. For me, uh, I wouldn't invest in Hobart or Darwin. That's I, I don't think they hold up for me long-term economically. Um, the numbers might make some sense right now, but I wouldn't be doing it, Sam, and uh, I've talked about this um, with you guys uh, again and again. <clears throat> some short-term numbers don't get caught up with short-term numbers that look great on paper now, but in 15 or 20 years' time, um, you know, economically is... Hobart or Darwin going to be as strong as Sydney or Melbourne? And the answer is no, or Brisbane. The answer is no, it's just, it's just not going to be. And for me, I'm going to put my money where the economics are strongest for the future for me and my outcome. It's more likely I'm going to get the outcome that I desire uh, in those other cities and probably some other outcomes, some other benefits that are driven by those big cities. Things like Brisbane winning the Olympics. You know, things like sporting events in Melbourne. Like there's lots of other benefits those larger cities will attract that you don't know anything about right now um, that will benefit your properties in those cities. The largest the largest uh, public transport infrastructure project in history. Team, where's, where's the largest infrastructure project in history being done right now construction-wise? Tell me in the chat. Tell me in the chat right now. You guys, you guys give me a shout out. Where is it? What city in Australia is the, I think it's the $6.8 billion largest public transport infrastructure upgrade in history uh, being done right now? Um, it's underway. Tell me where it is. What do you guys think? Yep. Ha. Ah, Belinda, it's not Bris Vegas. Um, interestingly enough, um, it's Melbourne team. Melbourne. Bradley's on it. They're literally, um, yeah, the the train line in Melbourne is pretty expensive. They're redoing the ring and they're putting all of the trains underground in those suburbs and adding another bunch of things and whatever it might be. Um, some of those tunnels are pretty expensive too, uh, Zaffer. Um, but think about that, team. They're not going to do – it's not going to happen in Hobart. Guys, listen. It's not, then it's not going to happen in Darwin, is it? Like, like, think about that. Um, yeah, the snowy, yeah, okay, yeah, the snowy hydro might be a bit bigger. It'd be interesting to see what that one looks like. Uh, and that's a good one, actually, Graham. You bring when you bring that up, because that project would be a classic example to have a look at as a bit of an attraction strategy, right? So think of this. They're going to spend billions of dollars on the Snowy Hydro, and you think, oh, that would be pretty cool. wonder how long that's going to take. And I don't know, Graham. Um, maybe if you know a little bit about it, chuck it in the chat. But let's say it's going to take 10 years or five years for that project 
or whatever, how many years to complete the project. So what happens is all of these resources, money and people pour into a small town in the short term and then what happens, that town explodes, you know, and then, you know, people buy properties and they rent them off their head and everyone's making it and killing it. And then then what happens is, boom, everyone leaves that town. Um, yeah, there you go. Pammy's, Pammy's actually right in the middle of this right now, okay? So what happens, and, and we saw this, um, we saw this uh, happen in Western Australia. So we've been, you know, we've been, literally, we have been in every town of Australia when it comes to investing, team. I don't know what's going on there. Come back here. Um, we, we have, you know, when we started in, I actually started in 2000 um, buying properties um, actually, 1999. Yeah, it was just before the Sydney Olympics. I think it was 2000. Can't remember when that was on. Um, 22 years or something. Do the math on that. Anyway, um, Perth, or more accurately, Caratha, Port Hedland. Um, you know, um, not Katoomba, um, Kalgoorlie, <laughs> Kalgoorlie. You know, these. Um, these places, Gladstone, these places had billion-dollar projects going on and, you know, those towns were crazy booming, crazy booming. I remember Port Hedland, Sam and I were buying uh, properties in Port Hedland, you know, for $99,000, renting for $400 a week, like high-fiving and crushing it. Those properties went from $100,000 to $200,000 in a, like a, you know, batting an eyelid. And we're like, we're out of here. This thing's this thing's going to implode. Those those houses went to a million bucks, and we're like, oh my, did we make the wrongest choice? And then literally, the the sort of eight year cycle, those properties went up, and they property went down. When all of the infrastructure uh, money left town, the locals, the local prices, um, just went down because the locals. The locals didn't have to pay two thousand dollar a week. Yeah, million dollar, million million bucks for a tin shed in Port Hedland. The locals didn't have to, couldn't afford to pay two thousand dollars a week for rent. Team, they could afford to pay two hundred and fifty dollars a week for rent. That, that's that's what happens. Anyway, I'm getting a bit distracted, but it was great, great. You bring that up, Graham. Um, so you go, oh, do I go to that that place? Let's say the the snowy place, Pammy's in there at the moment. Her plan is to capitalise on where she's at and I think that's a smart plan, Pammy. Um, those places, if you look at the historic behaviour of any of the other projects in Australia in those smaller towns, Pammy, there's a boom. Capitalise on that and, and migrate your money to somewhere way more stable. Take advantage of it. If you're in there already, then take advantage of it. I would not be... If you weren't in there already, like Pammy, I wouldn't be running in there trying to time it and get it right. Okay, um, I would be saying, "Oh, well, that's good. Um, I'll I'll back myself in Melbourne, right next to the new train line that they're spending, a, you know, six billion dollars on." As we go, anyway, but it's a good conversation, isn't it? The, this stuff is fantastic. I love the idea that we can chat about this stuff and and start to think smartly as property investors and make sure we you know, rationalize where we're at with this stuff, 
okay? But you have a look at this team. You know, the listings are down. Um, like the existing listings are down significantly um, in most of these places. You know, Hobart, just, just, just a, an anomaly in itself. Um, but Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide, Canberra, um, all down in listing changes, all right? Melbourne's the Melbourne's the one at the moment that's had really the harshest experience when it comes to lockdown and COVID. Uh, Melbourne will bounce back super strong. I, I have no doubt about that. Um, but, you know, Adelaide, Canberra, Brisbane and uh, Sydney are depleted of existing real estate. Depleted. Depleted team. Um, and it's not going to get any better anytime soon. Of, of, by the way, ladies and gents, of, by the way, the properties that actually people want, which is this, which is the quality end of town, the quality end of town. Everyone following along? Hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. Anyway, uh, give us a shout out in the chat if that made sense. Give us a thumbs up or whatever you reckon. But um, it's always good to talk through some of those stats that come out and think, what does that mean to me? Right now, this uh, this growth cycle is being led by flight to quality, and it's being fueled by low interest rates. Those interest rates aren't going up anytime soon. They will not go up significantly in the next three to five years. That's my call, uh, and I think this is my little long call out there. I think we will be sub five percent interest rates. Uh, for the next 30 years, the next 30 years. We're on the crack cocaine right now, which is low interest rates. And once you're here, once you're here, you have a look at anywhere around the world, any other country around the world that has arrived at low interest rates like this, they have never been able to claw interest rates back up to any significant amount or it would absolutely implode the country. Check that out. That's the, that's what I'm calling. Um, there you go. I'm sure you can, um, Ellison. There's always a way to manoeuvre and get yourself in those markets. Yep, I think Melbourne is still an excellent, strong market to be involved in um, for for sure. All right, gang, that's about it. Coffee, wealth coffee chat, done and dusted. You guys are awesome. Thanks for hanging out and being, uh, being good sports when it comes to these chats because it's good to get a bit of interaction and, and, and hear what you guys are up to as well, as always. Chuck in the chat. Um, if you've got any questions, uh, always happy to answer them live or I'll read afterwards and um, uh, we will maybe circle around and do another Wealth Coffee chat on any questions, any concerns, anything you want to ask. So there you go, team. You guys stay well, stay out of trouble today, uh, and I'll see you guys tomorrow around about the same time, 8.05. As always, you guys take care and uh, bye for now. <laughs>